Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Instead of around? No, I'm going to do both. Okay. <laughs> Let's get this fucking thing done. <laughs> Are we on air? Welcome to the Very Grumpy Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial decade. We are three sisters. Dim's being annoying. She's at the bottom end. Is that a surprise, Dim? What what part of that is the question? Do you want me to answer? No, I'm answering it tonight. Dim's annoying. All right. You know what? Amy's got my segment. She's got this. Don't even worry. We have Ellen here too. Hello. She's the happy middle. I am. Most of the time. Most of the time. And what? I'm Amy. And we're going to keep it together. We're going to hold it together for tonight. We're very excited because there's lots to talk about. So today we're going to talk all things Halloween. It's very exciting. We're recording this on the evening of Halloween. You might not realise we record a couple of days in advance. So it's very topical. The secret's out. I know, secret's out. But um, we are going to talk about Halloween and it's rising popularity. We're talking also about current affairs and taking it down to a more serious note tonight and talking about the synagogue horrible scenario that happened out in Pittsburgh and um, the devastating consequences, but also the life-affirming changes, I guess, that happened We'll also talk about um, female friendship, a couple of interesting articles this week on the importance of female friendship, and we will cover a very exciting recommendation on Netflix, Three Wives, One Husband. <laughs> Do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> Too many wives? It's like a lot of fights. Carry the one. <laughs> We're going to have a listener question, so thank you. We're very excited about our second listener question. And Dim's going to have a rant slash mantra, which is what we were arguing about as we commenced. No, a rant and then a mantra because mm. I want to end on a positive. Dim just mm. wants lots of segments tonight. I want to take over. She's got a lot to say. Especially with that attitude, yeah, I will. I will. I'm a bit grumpy and tired, so let's get a <laughs> what? kick on. <laughs> what? Okay, so pop culture today, Halloween. Now, we are an Australian podcast. We do have some listeners in the US. Thank you. Shout out to the US and Europe. <laughs> Shout out to all our European listeners. Shout out to every other well, country, you know. <laughs> not you know just, what? let's not stop are, it there. <laughs> if you are anywhere in the world listening, bless your cotton bless socks. Your... But Halloween has come to our attention this year because over the last few years, it feels like it's been growing in popularity and this year, it is just exploding. I think we've all noticed a significant increase. And let me throw you some stats your way. Ooh, Halloween stats. stats. I love it. She's I know. Done well. I was like, I cannot believe this is a thing. <laughs> and this is just symbolic of how big Halloween's become. So guess how many pumpkins were Ooh. sold in supermarket giant Woolworths this year? Oh, okay. Let's 20,000. Get... Oh, you had the right first figure. 20 million. <laughs> bit high. <laughs> 200,000 oh. kilograms of Halloween pumpkins. Oh, kilograms. Oh. That's a that, lot of, 
Yeah, but I thought uh, you were talking so about individual pumpkins. What well, about stats on pumpkin. individual? A pumpkin's like a kilo, isn't it? No, Carving they're pumpkins really are big. Heavy. Oh, okay. Have oh. you never carved a pumpkin? It's I've really not. fun. Oh, well, this is starting to explain a lot about Amy's <laughs> pessimistic attitude towards this <laughs> wonderful holiday season. Well, they have experienced a 20% jump on last wow. year. And both Coles, Kmart, Target are all experiencing record growth. Mm-hmm. So the major retailers are loving it. Mm-hmm. Loving it. And they've, of course, gone to a consumer. Harold Sun went to a consumer behaviour expert who attributed it to the relative affluence of society and people are looking at, at um, things to do with their time and money and marketers are good at exploiting it. And that I think October is a quiet month. There's not much else on in October. That's true. The weather's getting nicer. People mm. are getting happier. Mm. You're outside a bit more. I think you've hit the nail on the head. People want to experience feelings of happiness and so participate in Halloween, really the the beacon of happiness. <laughs> and that's the real explanation. I thought that was Christmas. Um, they have different purposes in terms of happiness. Mm. So it's complicated and I wouldn't expect <laughs> you to understand. But basically Christmas is intended for you to be, like, happy but also a little sad because it's kind of like it'll never be as wonderful as your childhood. Oh, I oh. thought it was something about the, you know, didn't Jesus death have something of Christ? to do with? Uh, not true. Uh, birth. Not true. Common oh, mis- birth. <laughs> it's a common misconception. Easter's the death. Easter's the death. <laughs> okay. See, this is where we're going terribly wrong. What's Halloween got? Halloween has no religious connotation. It's a pagan ritual. Except for the pagans. <laughs> Which is course. why it's come from America. Uh-huh. Which is why a lot of people have a lot of issues with it. And do you know what? I have issues with those people. <laughs> Let the kids eat candy. Yes. Lollies. Oh, I was going to say. Knew, I put that in there because I knew you'd hate oh, it. Hate but it. do you know what? I was walking around my neighbourhood today. My little daughter was dressed up as a dinosaur. She loved seeing all the other kids. They all were saying hello. And we had a little chat with our neighbour. We had a glass of wine. It was lovely. Mm. And I know it might have come from America. I don't care. Well, as someone who was in America for an exchange, this is me, I'm talking about myself, um, for the six months period and, and it crossed over Halloween, Halloween was the highlight. Mm. It was incredible. What did you dress up as? A minion. Sexy what? <laughs> a minion. I oh. fucked it, yeah. Oh, you did. A minion. You wasted opportunity. It was. You had your hot college bod, <laughs> you were ready to go and oh. you dressed up as a freaking minion. <laughs> No wonder you didn't pick up in the US. I didn't. Oh, I did so dimity. poorly. Disappointing. <laughs> anyway, it's all making a lot of If only I had you there. Mm. Yeah, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And that was kind of the fun part about it is that it wasn't just about dressing up sexy. It was about dressing. There was that and. <laughs> it was not Alcohol just Alcohol and lollies. <laughs> What's not to like? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And I was so on board. You know, you carve the pumpkin, it's this whole thing, and you put it on the doorstep. It was just so much fun. Yeah, look, I think it's become more socially acceptable Mm. um, in Australia and people are less, you know, eh, it's American. Mm. Um, It's not our rituals. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly driving around the streets of Melbourne today, you see just houses and kids and everyone out and it's a great sort of collaborative exercise. It's even happening at work. So at my work today we had mm. a massive Halloween thing really? and people turned up in full costume. Oh and on the radio today there was a lot. Every time I turned on it was, and it's Halloween today. I've never heard it on the radio before uh, like okay, that. Okay, so Amy, that happened at your work and people participated. At my work apparently the physios got a memo about um, dressing up 
for a meeting, the only one of them did it <laughs> and she did so well. It's and like she, Mean Girls. Yeah, and she really committed. She was like, they, the, the email said just the meeting, but I figured if I'm already doing it. So she just didn't bring any other clothes. She looked phenomenal but out of place. Granted, she was treating clients in this, I, I don't actually know, it was like a Sailor Moon type outfit. Oh, it was fantastic. That's the best one I saw today was just this cyclist. He, he, this guy would have been late 50s, riding down the street. He was wearing full cycling gear and his face was face painted like a skull. Oh, and he was just kind of going about his business. I thought, what's your story? Yeah. <laughs> where have you been or where are you going? his Wednesday attire. <laughs> well, it was funny. I was out on Saturday night and I saw a few different people and I was like, in my suburb, it's just so unclear as to whether someone's dressed up as a Halloween costume or just being an eccentric, yep. you know, person from our suburb. Yeah. Hard to tell. As I share your suburb, we, we have been very discerning about who gets the lollies. <laughs> because I've been trying to hand some out to hipsters and that's why we've done the self-selection. <laughs> Which we loved. Thank you for those. We'll, yeah. put it on, we'll put it on Insta, our self-selection of um, trick-or-treat from yeah. our place. I mean, I love it, Amy. It gives you an opportunity to dress as a slutty schoolgirl, as yep. you've always desired, because you're a bit creep. So, Especially with a pregnant belly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing better. Really? Now's the time. No, I do like it. And I also think it's an opportunity for a little bit of a feminist moment. I'm, one of my girlfriends sent her kid, her five-year-old, along to a party over the weekend and my girlfriend sent this photo back of this sea of witches and then this her five-year-old who was just dressed as the pumpkin (laughs) and it was just beautiful this little pumpkin in the middle of so I was like well there's your individualism (laughs) she's she's rocking out her pumpkin and she's happy as Larry and I thought that was very moment. all right so we're in agreement yes we love it lollies dress ups what more do you want okay to love good one Okay, so on a bit of a sadder note, um, Dim, talk us through the events of the last few weeks in Pittsburgh around Mm. this horrible incident at the synagogue. Yeah, so as many people are, of course, aware, there was a horrible mass shooting again in the US in Pittsburgh uh, at a synagogue on a Saturday Sabbath just past. It involved a gunman storming in and yelling, all Jews must die, it's a quote, and subsequently opening fire on worshippers and killing 11 people and injuring six more. The suspect, um, his name is Robert Bowers, he then shot at police and he also injured four officers and he was he was shot several times in the 20-minute attack. So it's it's horrendous. It's awful and it's, it's an awfully familiar story, which is mm. just even horrendous in itself that we're hearing it again. There have been equally awful responses, as you would expect, Trump came in and was one of them that people haven't appreciated, shock horror. Um, He said, and I quote, if there were an armed guard inside the temple, they would have been able to stop them. Maybe there would have been nobody killed except for him, frankly. So a largely unhelpful comment um, by the, the now president. However, the thing that I really wanted to draw out of this and that is just the most heartwarming thing to see are the opposite of those responses. They're the beautiful rallying of a community that you can see and that can occur after these awful, awful incidents. Mm. So I started to see these come across my Instagram feed and social media feed, and I'm sure you guys have too. Mm. And I just, it's never worth, of course, having this incident, but my God, I have felt really encouraged by the response. 
Mm. I noticed that because I follow um, Tank's Good News. I don't know if you guys follow it. It's such a lovely Instagram and he does all these updates on just good things that are going on in the world. And he posted this one because when you said you wanted to kind of look at the good things, I thought, oh, yeah, I wonder what's coming out. And um, the Muslim American group have raised $120,000 through crowdfunding for medical bills, funeral expenses and other immediate and short-term needs of the community. It's actually over 200000 Oh, is it? Now. Oh, gosh, mm. that's gone up quite a bit. Mm. And there was another GoFundMe that has raised $425,000, um, but they're aiming to raise a million dollars to assist them too. They've also gone up. It's now, oh. <laughs> it's now at $928,294. Oh, my gosh, so they're nearly there. But it was just so lovely and, yeah. and I heard um, one of the Muslim American groups saying, you know, whatever you need, we're here and if you need us to stand and protect you, we can do that and, you know, mm. at your next service, which was just, yeah, it is out of a horrible, horrible tragedy, it's such a lovely thing to see a community come together. Yeah, I guess we were tr- we were thinking how could we talk about this and what, what are the positives that we can find? And, and I guess you're right that the consistency is that there's overwhelming outpouring of grief and anger at this. It continues to raise the question of guns in America, mm. which we won't even tackle here because... We're Australian. Who are we to comment on mm. another country's governance? However, it's and a, history yeah. of that. And having we've we've all done stints in North America, mm. um, living over there at different times, and it is culturally very different. There's no question about that. Um, and the question mark of guns is is something for America to resolve on its mm. own shores. I guess we the the learnings we have from Australia is that it can and should be uh, legislated to reduce these types of incidences. But it is nice to see some of the outpourings. I think Katie Couric, who is um, fairly prolific on Instagram, has just profiled all of the different um, victims. And I like that shift that the media is really starting to focus on who those people were mm. instead of the gunman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the gunman may have the death penalty. Yeah, I've there is that. Yeah, so it's a huge impact, obviously, and who knows whether that will happen or what the outcome will be. But I do agree, Dim, like it's a, it is a lovely opportunity that the communities can come together and raise some cash. It just is unbelievable that we're still talking about these mm. things and the, the level of mm. gun violence in the States is just rapidly growing. And also what a number of commentators have said is just, um, and, and senior community leaders, is just the increase in racial hatred mm. um, and the language that is being used by politicians is fueling this mm. violence in many respects or, or legitimising it. it for people maybe. Yeah, and it just seems to be in this bipartisan, in this really mm. tenacious and horrible environment of politics where it's so fierce and cutthroat that what is lost is that these are our leaders and they're setting the tone of how we behave globally and this is what happens. You get horrible outpourings of racial violence mm. and um, terrible incidences. So yeah, I don't know whether that will be resolved in the next election mm. and certainly there's some well, big midterms, midterms. Yeah. <laughs> coming up. Yeah, and no doubt next week we'll be talking about those because that is a really interesting yeah. one to watch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose that, I mean, yeah, exactly right. It's just monitoring, you know, the what's the response and... 
and seeing, you know, the thousands of people who marched through Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh mm. um, and hugging policemen and, and, and working together is something that you can pull from this that is a really lovely demonstration of community. Mm. So... And there's also some really interesting, there's a book that Lee Sales has just written on resilience and recovering from terrible um, incidents like this. And um, she profiles, it's called Any Ordinary Day, and she profiles how people recover from an incident like this. And so she looks at the people who are in the Port Arthur massacre and she looked at Stuart Diver, who was in the Threadbow disaster. So all, these are all, the for anyone who's not across these two, mm. the Port Arthur massacre was um, the worst massacre Australia has ever um, had and that resulted in our gun laws being changed and having huge restrictions. So she actually then interviews people who survived mm. and recovered. So I think also it can help us understand how people recover and are resilient and, and what the human psychology can do to um mm you know, to come together after these tragedies. Mm. Yep. Okay, so we'll bring it up a notch and make it a bit happy. Um, So the thing that I wanted to talk about today, there was a really interesting article over the weekend on female friendship and this was covered in Sunday Life, which is the magazine, Fairfax's magazine, and just talked about the difference in female friendships and why they're important And when I started to look at this, it was really interesting to look at some of the science and psychology around female friendships. And there are numerous studies on this. But one of the interesting ones that I found was just the links of health, which is not surprising. We know that having friends Mm -hmm. makes you live longer. But there was an interesting study by the Journal of Clinical Oncology that said that women in early stage breast cancer were four times more likely to die from cancer if they didn't have very many friends compared to those with a larger group of friends in the early stage of breast cancer. They had a much better survival rate. Yeah. And there's also an article published in the New York Times that talked about how women feel that um, female friendships boost their self-esteem, that it provides them with real um, ability to carry on, emotional support and so forth. Mm. And there's a great Beyonce quote and she says, <laughs> because the why, one that we really... why not? <laughs> Go to the Queen yeah. if you don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I love my husband, but it is nothing like a conversation with a woman that understands you. I grow so much from these conversations. And that mm. was very much the premise of this article. But this article also talked about the difficulties of maintaining those close um, intimate relationships, mm. particularly when kids come along and work gets busy and life gets crazy. Mm. And I certainly have noticed that. It's very challenging, but I also know how nourishing those female friendships are and but also how complicated they can be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I was interested in your opinions on on whether you think what the difference is between mm. having an intimate partner or having a potentially a male partner or female partner, mm. but a partner compared to close female friends and how that differs from male friends as well. Well, the thing I got about out of that article is when she was talking about how difficult it is because I am in that I my time is so scheduled at the moment that I really feel better. Sorry, friends, if you're listening and this is the only time you've heard my voice in the last few months because I do, you know, I, I try to send a text here and there and I do have a couple of friends um, and my very close friends overseas. So we do, you know, WhatsApp and Facebook and that kind of thing. But it's not, I, I don't feel like I'm able to put in as much as I used to because I just am totally run off my feet at the moment. So I'm in that phase of life, I think, unfortunately. I don't want to just blame it on that. But, you know, where you have finite resources 
and you hope that your friendship is strong enough that it will just see you through that time and that your friends understand that even though you're not, you know, texting all the time or calling or catch, able to catch up all the time that you are still thinking about them and that you still care about them and that kind of thing. Because, yeah, they are. They've been so important. And I think particularly those long-term friends that have seen you through, particularly from school and early uni days, that now they're in my early 30s, they're there for me. They're not there because we had a similar job or, you know, whatever it is, but they're there because they've seen the best and worst of me, which is lovely. Mm. I think that's what I get out of it. Mm. Shit, that's really... um. Uh, not great news for me, Elle, because I was like, it's really hard to maintain friendships at the moment oh, for me because no. I'm so busy and I feel like mm. I have no time. And my question to you guys was, please, God, tell me it gets easier. So great. No, it doesn't. It's just difficult for the rest of my um, life. Do you know what I think helps? Proximity. You know, I've got a fabulous mother's group at the moment and we see each other every day because we're doing the childcare drop-off and we're at the park and you know, and I think that's really helped to foster those relationships to make them very strong. And friends that have moved overseas or moved to, you know, further out suburbs and separate, I think it's harder to catch up sometime other than Claire, who I get to see every week. <laughs> Shout out to our podcast producer. <laughs> that's why we're doing them. <laughs> it's just to maintain our friendship. But, you know, I think you have to schedule it more. Whereas the incidental, if they're in your neighbourhood, you go to your local coffee shop and you go, oh, hi, how are you going? Oh, do you want to go to the park later this afternoon or do you want to go out or whatever? Mm. So I think proximity definitely helps to foster it. Yeah. But, yeah, it is hard. Have you noticed a transition, Ames? Have you noticed a change in your friendships over the last, like, from from you to me, from 27 to 37? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because in your 20s, you just, you're all free. You're yes. so free. And you're having fun. All your your whole objective is to be free. Sounds awful and not being twenty seven anymore. <laughs> because of course, it's when you get older, great. there is no more freedom yeah. and fun, no, no more friends. Fun. <laughs> your friends are gone. It's all over from there. <laughs> but you're all in the same life stage. Yeah. You're, not many of you have got married at that point. Yeah. You're all still just like a lot of you still living in share houses. Yeah. I mean, I lived with two guys who are you know who are my closest mates. And we live close to all the, our other friends yeah. and we just used to hang out and have parties at our place. We it did was too. brilliant. We had sleepovers and, you yeah. know, with all of our friends. Yeah. So fun. Because we were so close in proximity in the neighbourhood. And also you're just more flexible. So even yeah. if you're not living in each other's suburb, you're out and about and you can do mm. it. What has happened, I think, for me is that obviously kids come into the picture mm. and that, that makes it a bit more challenging but I guess what happens in your 30s is, and we've talked about this before, Dim, <laughs> and this is when you need Glennon Doyle. Tell me. <laughs> the shit hits the fan in your 30s. Okay. And so you do end up, for me, relying on some of those close friends real, um, mm. you know, really intently. And so my closest girlfriends got me through the worst times and the best. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Times. 
and now they can, you know, be there for the really good times and they're still there. So I, you've, I've formed probably a deeper connection with my I girlfriends agree, in yeah. my 30s because the ones that stick around, they're like locked and loaded. Yeah. It is hard and it takes a lot of effort <laughs> to maintain the friendships. I've, I've scheduled with two of my oldest friends. We caught up a couple of months ago and we scheduled our next brunch, you know, when we'd caught up because we just thought this is never going to happen. And so we've had to, you just have to think about it a little bit mm, more. And use other technologies like WhatsApp. Yes. You know, we, I'm on WhatsApp with a few groups. Yep. Um, I chat, I'll, I'm old school. I chat with a couple, you know, one girlfriend I chat to a couple of times a week on the phone and we have between. Do you use the phone? Oh we God, use the how phone. How do you work it? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> we speak. Okay. Using our voice the on the phone. Oh. But we've got a window of between 8 a.m. and 8.15 a.m. That is it on a couple of days. And we know, like, and if one of us miss it, the other one will call back on another day. But, you know, that's what you get to. You pinch the time that you have and you hope to God that, the friendship stick around. Oh, please really stay do. around. No, I feel like I want to do a shout out to all my friends. I know. And just keep <laughs> hanging in there, please. And thanks for everything. I'm liking at the moment one of my good friends is over in England and often breastfeeding in the middle of the night, which turns out to be perfect time mm. difference so that I can get a text in the evening when I'm free and she's texting at 5am. So <laughs> not great for her, but I think it keeps her a bit entertained. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Perfect for me. I also think there's, um, you know, a little short intense stint is as good as a bit of a longer ongoing. Mm. So, you know, catching those nights when you're all out together, even if it's months in between or going booking mm. a weekend away, you know, that's so nourishing Yep. And often they can see you through another six months where Absolutely. it might be a bit dry in between. Yep. But, Dim, my recommendation is um, to really make the most of your 20s. <laughs> oh, yeah, really If you're do. not hearing that by now, like, <laughs> seriously, just why are you even sober and sitting here? Oh, God, I'll see you later. <laughs> got to go get trashed. Wear a and make lots of friends. Halloween costume. It's bloody young millennials and they're no drinking no. thing. It's like, oh, my She's Lord. sitting here with a tea bag. That's what your 30s her are for. Reusable cup. <laughs> I'm a wellness warrior now. Okay, guys. So what I think the solution here is, and I hear everybody in what you're saying, let us move to a commune. Because yes. here, I would love that. Yeah, I would yeah. love that. And because at this place, that it's an opportunity for us to just constantly be surrounded by people we like. Yeah. Yes. Always. Well, okay. on that. Ooh. Segway. Oh, yes. Nice segway. Okay. Recommendation, Elle. On, oh. Tell us about your commune that you clearly want to. I don't know if I want to live I don't in this live commune. <laughs> Believe me. But I like watching it. But the recommendation was Three Wives, One Husband. And it's currently on Netflix. And it is, as the name would suggest, Three Wives, One Husband. And multiple times over. Multiple times over. And it's a community with houses. And I think this is the thing I love most about it. They've built houses into a rock. And I explained this to friends the other day and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. It's in a rock, and we showed them a photo, and they were suitably it's impressed. So cool. And it's fifteen Mormon families who are living in Utah. And I love a Guardian article headline said, "It's pretty much one long OMG WTF," <laughs> which it is. I think that sums it up beautifully. <laughs> and it's four episodes, and they follow a different family each time. And the first episode is. It's only one husband and two wives, so it's a little bit less, but he's got 17 children. 
and he's approaching a third wife, the nanny, to see if she would be interested in joining the family. I love it. It's always the nanny, isn't it? I know, the nanny. Like, Can't well, get away well, from one them. One you least suspect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Won't have an affair, we'll just marry her. <laughs> <laughs> but what's amazing about this is that the documentary filmmakers were able to live with these families for a year and they get they build up a lot of trust so they've got some interview style but a lot of it's fly on the wall mm. and you can tell that the families really do trust them. They open up to them and they've kind of gone a um, softly, softly approach I think. So you can see that they're going through but my goodness it doesn't affect what comes out because there's some very interesting so different good. lifestyle choices. So I watched this um, <laughs> with my partner Lyndon and Lyndon <laughs> is fantastic to watch a show with. You guys should do it one day because he he narrates it and he <laughs> and he has comments that are just so funny and don't necessarily need a response. And so what I did is I secretly um, scribed what he was saying and it actually gives a perfect summary of the show. So can I read out what he said? Yes. Shout out to Lyndon if Shout you're not listening to the episode by now. We're just going to talk about you. Shout out to Lyndon. I got consent for this, but, oh, my God, I was in tears. Okay. So this is from start to finish for the episodes. Mormons have heaps of fun. Of, sorry, I'll start again. So I can't. I've got to do it in my Lyndon voice. Mormons have heaps of fun. Maybe we should be Mormons. This is a quote from the episode. I would rather have a piece of a really good man than all of a bad man. And then Lyndon told me, you've got to quote that. (laughs) It's cold. This is Lyndon again. It's cold. Why aren't they wearing more clothes? She looks like a deer in the headlights. Fuck, it's weird. This is an awesome place. They live in a fucking awesome place. It's so sunny. They're all giving each other shit. They seem like funny people. It's so, they're the wives and they're proud to be the wives and it's like, Where's their identity? But that's the whole point. Their identity is him. (laughs) Whispered, they all look the same. They do. (laughs) Keeps going, I fucking love that rock. It's so cool. Whoa, crazy eyes. I fucking love where they live. It's so cool. Where is this? It's beautiful. It's Utah, by the way. There was a birth scene. That was full on. That was, that was birth. (laughs) Oh, it's pretty cute. As weird, alien and wrinkly as they are, they're pretty cute, referring to the baby. It's true. He's got two if he's got two happy wives and you can see he's got a good functioning family. You can be like, ah, oh, yeah, but some dickhead out in the wild, you've got no idea. And in summary, I like that that show made us appreciate what we have. A monogamous, uncomplicated, not a total, fu- not a total head fuck of a relationship. And we don't have 17 kids. <laughs> and I literally got a text from him as the, post, the podcast started saying, Watching multi-wives show again. I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for next uh, week. Well, and he saw the good family as well. Yeah, they're they're yeah, functional. They're, they are. They're yeah. uh, that's episode one, and you come away going, you know what? Not too bad. Looks like it's quite functional. Good for the kids. Kids have seem to have a great yeah, time. Run love around. It. Quote nanny. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you get to episode two. Yeah. Not as rosy. No. Oh, not as rosy. They're not as happy. Uh, and they're, they're three, very unhappy. And I'm, I'm wondering whether the tip to the three wives is what tips the relationships over the edge. Yeah. Oh. And they're definitely, um, they're not on board with no. the additional wives and it just looks really tense and and it just looks like a lot of work for the husband. Yes. <laughs> because all he does is go between three angry wives yeah. trying to resolve problems. But my favourite, I can't remember what episode. I think there's four I think, episodes. I think it's the there. third one. The I third one. one you're talking about. Oh, this is the best. So stick with it till you get to the third because they go to this couple and the couple's talking about whether they're on the same page for having another wife. 
And they're because like, they're they're not polygamous at the moment. They've just got right. one wife. Yes. So yeah, they're just ha- mm. husband oh. and wife. So they're like, yes, yes, we're definitely on board. Yes, yes. And then the husband goes, I mean, having said that, if you know, I wanted another younger wife, or if God wanted oh, me to have another right. younger wife, yeah, younger or or older. <laughs> <laughs> Very the good. wife's sitting there looking at him and, and they're like, so you're definitely on the same page? And then they're going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, unless God wants me to have a younger wife. And then and I'll then take I'll another one. one. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Brilliant. Oh, I'm so excited to keep watching. I'm actually furious that Lyndon sent that message because I was expecting it. Yes. You're not supposed to tell your partner when you jump ahead in the show that you're watching together. You're supposed to silently watch it a second time (laughs) and act surprised in the right spots. You better tell him that at our family catch-up this weekend. There'll be some hard words exchanged. Oh, well, you've got a a few good nights ahead of you. There's lots to come. Settle in. Get on board. Three Wives, One Husband. It's on Netflix right now. Okay, so question, listener questions. So this is from one of our lovely listeners who sent it through on Instagram. She slid into our DMs. Is that right? Did I say it right? Yeah, you said it right. You sound really cool. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And it's kind of following on um, from our topic that we had with Claire a couple of weeks ago, but a slightly different take, and it's careers after babies. And the question is, as a millennial woman, after years of focusing on career, is it okay to stop giving a damn about it for a while and enjoy being a mum? And I, you know, yes, of course, (laughs) is my first answer. Do what you like and, you know, everybody can go back to work, don't go back to work. I think that's what's so great about feminism that you get the choice. The one question that I did raise about that was, is this how the disparity between women in the workplace begins, yes. though. That was yes. my worry. Sorry. But I think with life you can't have it all and this is the problem. Mm. So I think it's beautiful to be able to enjoy motherhood and to take the time if you want the time and you absolutely should take the time if, if you can and if you can afford to and that's a privilege and all of, you know, kudos mm. to everybody. But it comes at a cost yeah. and you have to then be aware that that, that is um, it's going to hit you at some point. Now, whether it hits you now, whether it hits you later, with your lack of superannuation, your career progression, career progression, and and that is the fallout. So yes, you can, but then you can't have a whinge in five years' time when you've got less mm. super and you're not on the career path that you'd hoped for, which is okay. Mm. But people that, don't want to do that. But that's the choice. Yes, it has to be an open minded. And also, I think keeping your foot in the door in some way doesn't you don't have to completely opt out i don't think it's 100% yeah. or zero yeah. i think there's a um i think it's really good this is my opinion so everyone's each to their <laughs> own but i think it is good for women to have the capacity to earn money oh absolutely and by opting out for too long that that does prevent you from being able to attain the same type of um salary that you would have had without opting out. Mm. Maybe just like having the baby though realigns those goals a little bit so that in yeah. five years you're not, you know, having those same feelings of, you know, you're in a different rat race. You're in the baby rat race where it's like, I want them to be a star or whatever it is, you know, you like. Halloween costume. Oh, my God, I want them to be best dressed. <laughs> but I also think that you don't have to go back to what you were doing. I think things like study is keeping your foot in the door. You can manage it on your own time. You can 
progress your career so that, you know, you're still getting upskilled. I think that's the thing. It's keeping pace with what's happening because the world and careers are moving so fast that if you take a complete step back for a number of years to, um, you know, have kids and enjoy that and wonderful. But I think then, you know, you you do kind of step back a bit from knowing what's what's relevant. And I think study for me in the early years with my daughter has been really important to keep my foot in the door and know what's relevant and uh, happening at the moment in my area. Mm. And I guess that's also where, um, and we've talked about this before, but where you know, the men need to step in as well because I don't think it should be a question of just women's working relationship. It should be about men as well and whether they want to have some time with kids Mm. or they want to step out and is there room for you both to do a bit of flexible Mm. working so that you can both experience that sort Mm. of um, more intense parenting um, Mm. experience and and you might not be able to have it all at the Mm. the same time. Mm. And having said that, I... My career has changed because I'm now part-time. So, you know, I'm saying, you know, Mm. to keep your foot in the door, but I am not at the level that I was Mm. before my baby, nowhere near. I'm not working nearly as hard um, because I'm part-time now and um, I'm doing study on the side. So I'm not doing that full-time, intense, you know, I used to have to work on the weekends and all of that. So it has definitely realigned my perspective on things and my perspective on the role of work as well in my life. Yeah, and maybe that's healthy as well. Oh, absolutely. I think I I was doing, you know, I didn't have a good balance before, whereas now I feel I've got the balance almost pretty right, which is nice. I feel like if anyone wants a blueprint about how to do that, just look at our producer, Claire Tonti. (laughs) (laughs) Start your own business. Yeah, that's exactly right. Get in with your husband and then you've got, you know, flexible working hours, right, Claire? (laughs) It's a, it's a dream. Everything's perfect now and she's just happy. Yeah, you should all be me. My life's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think, though, that's, you know, we're kind of being facetious, but the side hustle is a good opportunity. Mm, it is. Absolutely. I am being facetious, but I really believe yeah. it as well. I really do. Yeah. yeah. And so Especially, maybe... as you said, the support of your husband and, mm. you know, I and this is very idealistic, but if there is an opportunity to, you know, like work in, in conjunction with them, like what a wonderful chance to, yeah. you know, be able to, <laughs> Amy's like, mm, nah, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's, that's mm. a Yeah, no, thing. I agree. And I, look, I, I don't want to be judgy, judgy because I have no idea what it's going to be like. And I, and there's something about just doing one thing really well, which yes. is quite appealing. <gasps> yeah. And maybe that's where yeah, our that's listeners true. are yeah. at the and moment. And currently I have about 10 balls in the air and it's, it's not, fun at this very moment in time because I have multiple lists and I'm just checking things off. So I absolutely understand that desire and I'm look actually looking forward to, you know, when this next baby's born. Yeah, just having, having two kids under two. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be easy. It'll be but just having that one thing to focus on, I did say that to a friend the other day, you know, you're just focusing on that baby's needs and when they have a nap and when they need to feed rather than having, and what am I doing for this work and what am I doing for this study and what am I doing for, you know, all of that. So I totally get it. And I think the interesting thing about this question is that it's almost like it's ask, it's asking permission, like, is this okay? Yeah. And yes, of course it is. Yes, of course. Of course, it of course it's okay. And that's, you know, yes. she will consider all yes. of those things and she will have that in mind. But if you take, like, of course, take mm. that time. That's such yeah. a wonderful time for you to have. And, you know, that's permission granted. (laughs) Go 
gosh, Dim is magnanimous tonight. So I don't know what's coming next. It's either a mantra or a rant. I'm just going to hold hand it over to Dim because I can't even bear to deal with this. <laughs> I want to talk about tonight while I have the mic. <laughs> oh, sorry, listeners. We might what? edit it out. Don't no. worry. I want to talk about, it could go either way, <laughs> my issue with the inconsistency of underwear sizes. Oh, that was not what I was expecting. No. I have had about a fucking enough. <laughs> it is. But no, just don't. No. Let I think me, all clothing. No, no. I have. No. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Rant away. This is my turn on, to is rant. This is the mantra this or the rant? This is my turn to rant. I have bought over my life thousands of pairs of underwear at various sizes because I can never fucking work out what size I am because it changes on me. And you know the thing about underwear, you can't try it on before you buy it because that's gross. And so you buy these packs and then you take it home and then you put it on your bare body and then it's like too small. And then what do you do? You just continue to wear it like I do in the hopes that it stretches and it becomes your period underwear because that's the best you can get out of those $15 that you spent on that five-pack. And it is so frustrating. Because and then they just sit at the bottom of your drawer and they're and, always and, the ones that you're like, oh, I've yeah, got to wear those today because I haven't done the washing. Exactly. And I'm just furious about it because I'm anywhere from a 10 to a bloody 25 in sizes <laughs> and I've had enough and I've spent too much money and too much time and too much energy on just this. Just keep getting the same brand. No, because they change yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. No, no they, they, I swear to God, they change it. <laughs> I have this problem with socks <laughs> that... <laughs> I've got a big size 9 to 10 foot and I go, okay, so I'm not the 2 to 8 size on the socks and so I'm probably the 9 to 11 women's size. No, I'm not. I'm the 2 to 8 size and they just have to stretch because the 9 to 11 is too big and it's very annoying because I always (laughs) get tricked. Thanks, Ellen. We're covering the big issues today. Um, you You haven't had a bad experience until you've had to try and buy a bikini pregnant. Oh, I haven't done that. Oh. I had, no, okay, I'm going to take over your rant. This is going to be my new rant. (laughs) So we had a little um, trip to the beach last week and I just stupidly threw my (laughs) (laughs) pre-pregnancy. Optimistic, size-based, tiny little polka dot bikinis. Lord have mercy. I got them on. Jeez. Oh, my god. There were some looks. Like I could bet it was just... It was so X-rated. Oh my god! So I lasted one swim, and I like <laughs> fell out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit! We've got to get to a a bather shop. I've got to find something. So anyway, I'm not going to get into all the details of what's going on with my body, but safe to say, it <laughs> does not fit a bikini like it used to. And there is something really horrifying about when they just keep on upping the size and going. Dear, does this and oh, couldn't even shop in the surf shops in this lovely seaside location. Had to go to like the old lady store where they give you proper like measurement and support. And I was like, I need the support right now. Yes, thank you. This triangle bikini wouldn't get you through. That was not cutting it. Maybe four of them (laughs) strapped those babies in. It was overlapping slightly. Not pretty. I was just like, have you got anything? I'll take. Anything. Oh. So, Dim, mm, yeah. just keep buying your two size small underwear and squeeze those babies in, I say. 
right, so do you have a mantra for us as well? Um, I have got one, yeah. I have decided through the course of the podcast what my mantra for today <laughs> oh, is. You mean this evening? As yeah. we've, we, okay. yeah, as we've been so talking. So glad that you were yeah, prepared, yeah. coming prepared. Yeah, and what it is is because it, I'm, I'm living in the moment, you guys, so I'm mindful. I don't know where you guys are at, oh but God. I'm here the doing this. sanctimonious wellness shit. When Every week I'm here giving it my best. Just do the match. <laughs> Your mic is like three seconds away from being turned off. Claire's fingers on the trigger. Yeah. You're about <laughs> to go. We're loving this. My mantra this week is a classic song lyric. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> oh, Timo. Because <laughs> I can't believe that took you all episode to come up with. Where is this? I just thought about it in the last 30 seconds. Has anybody got any better? Like, that's all I could think of. Oh, my gosh, people. We're going to wrap it up because this can't go on. We're done. We'll I'm have really a better match next week. We'll I promise. find something. I apologise for nothing. Been, what is it called? Red carded or something? Like, you're on probation. <laughs> You've enough. got two more warnings and then we're finding, if anyone's wanting to join the Millennial Divide... <laughs> Send us your mantra and you might just get in. Send us your mantra and your DNA and test your, and you're in. And your big undies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this has been the Millennial Divide. Hopefully you've and liked what you've sorry. Heard. Yeah. We've got multiple apologies for you Can today. Can we end this one with the song? No, you've you're off. <laughs> you're gone. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, poor Claire. She's going to have a doozy editing this one. If you've liked what you've heard, even if you haven't, thanks. for. If you're still listening, well, <laughs> congratulations. Um, please do subscribe in iTunes, though, because we do love to have um, you listening next week and we will improve. Um, you can also rate, review or leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials, so at The Millennial Divide, and we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We've got a group. Send us your question because we really love to um, think about your questions. Tell your friends and we will pull it together for next week. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.